And welcome back to the Bravo Zulu podcast, episode number 47. Today we have guest, uh, regular guest, James. He's back in the studio. And we sit down, we're talking uh, comic stuff, comic book, movie, MCU. Uh, we finished recapping the lo- uh, lo- the Loki episode, the back half of that. And then since uh, Black Widow came out, we talk about that and how great of a movie that was. Following that, we just go into other um, movies coming up in the fall, talking trailers, that are uh, out there, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Dune, we touch on that one coming out, and what's the other one we talked about? Green Knight, the Green Knight. So a lot of just movie stuff, and if you find this interesting and and entertaining, you know, go ahead and share it with somebody else that you might also. Always looking for guests. If you want to jump in on one of those recordings, let us know. We'll get you in uh, into the Zoom studio live. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Marvel BZ. Here we go, James. What's up? Niman Hao. Uh, we don't do that. I had, to flex, I had to flex my Chinese because I don't get to use it that much. So. Oh, are you pulling a John Cena on us? Let's just say <laughs> I speak more languages than anybody associated with the TVA. Get at me. I, well, I don't know about that. I think Mobius uh, was speaking French. Yeah, French in your repertoire. Ooh, I think I just spoke French, right? <laughs> all right talking about mobius and tva here we go we're gonna pick up on loki uh we took some time off uh you're a little out of pocket uh, you know probably international pimping or something and uh we're gonna skip episodes four and five not because they didn't matter but because we have episode six people so spoiler warning um episodes four and five were good and it led us all to where we thought we were gonna go which was Kang. Tell us about Kang, James. Kang the Conqueror. Well, Kang is one of those characters that has a very convoluted past. Uh, he's gone, undergone like some retcons over the years and it's basically taking a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of character rework to uh, kind of get him to a point to where he's uh, kind of streamlined his origin. So, again, kind of a long story short, Kang is kind of originally from the 30th or 40th century, one of the two, basically the future. And his time was a time of peace, but he was bored. So he stole technology from that time to travel back in time to try to conquer you know, different time periods and things of that nature. Um, the big thing with Kang is that he uh, has a lot of crossover and has interacted with uh, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, uh, and the X-Men. So I don't know if Marvel actually owned his rights before they uh, before they, they bought the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Um uh, you know, because 
they don't necessarily own the movie rights to all the characters. So right. I'm not sure if he was bought in that little purchase or if they actually had him the whole time. So, cause like some of the characters you think are associated with certain things legally aren't. So I'm not sure about that. Um, he kind of has different incarnations, we'll say during different periods of time. So at various points in time, he's also been, uh, Rama Tut, and that's where he kind of interacted with Apocalypse and the X-Men. Uh, he's been called Immortus, where he interacted with the Fantastic Four. Uh, and uh, several other kind of aliases, we'll say. But basically, he's uh, he's pretty badass. He, uh, he doesn't necessarily have powers, per se. He just has really advanced technology, and Kind of, if you looked him up online, you'll see like him in an outfit, kind of with the purple or blue mask. Some people debate the color of it with like the little helmet thing. Mm-hmm. So that's basically like his suit of armor. So imagine Iron Man, but with technology from like the 30th and 40th century. So it's super advanced. And that technology obviously would, you know, make him, you know, a threat to people, you know, now. Plus his, you know, army and you know basically just future technology but he's he's pretty badass so so the comic look that is a actual suit he he's not actually blue skinned no so if you look at the series where you know obviously you know you get to look at him and you know he's uh kind of looks human he is human he's just from the future and like i said that's just technology so much the same way tony stark isn't you know red and gold? That's just his you know suit armor. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were still going. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, he's played by what's this guy's name? Um, uh, Majors, Major. something Majors, right? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, yeah, yeah. Um, who also starred in the HBO series uh, Lovecraft Country, right? Which uh, is now canceled, but picked up by uh, Amazon, I believe. Not Amazon, Netflix. Anyways, uh, I mean, man, well, you know, oftentimes we're talking about the the casting and everything that Marvel does and how they hit it out of the park with it. And once again, throughout this whole last uh, episode here of the Loki series, um, he absolutely kills this part. You know, not knowing anything about King the Conqueror in the comics or how, like, you know, my inner voice would read him as. Um, how do you think he pulled it off with what you know and how you how your imagination depicted uh, Kane the Conqueror? Uh, well, again, like you said, you know, Marvel has legitimized, you know, comic book movies, right? So, you know, their ability to get, you know, acting talent is pretty much unmatched from anything that came before. So, you know, this guy, even though he may not, be, you know, uh, an A-list, you know, actor right now, meaning like somebody that everybody knows. Like if you said Tom Cruise, like the average person would probably know who that is, right? Yeah. But he's very talented and he's on his way probably to becoming that because, you know, Hollywood kind of goes in cycles, right? So there'll be, you know, actors or actresses that you probably never heard of, but all of a sudden, they just start getting a bunch, you know, of roles kind of like back to back to back. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they kind of like bills so they get to the big franchise movie. And that's kind of what he's been doing. He's actually been in a lot of stuff, but, you know, smaller movies, uh, you know, some independent stuff and a lot of that stuff he's, you know, gotten a lot of, you know, critical, you know, acclaim for. So now he's, you know, he's, he's done the work and now he's getting, you know, the big kind of payoff. And, um, you know, I think everybody's going to be in for a real treat because, kind of like I said before, Kang is, has kind of like different aliases and different, um, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily say personalities, but just different aliases, we'll say. So this is just one version of him, right? And like you said in the show, there's other versions of him. So what you're going to see is just not all the versions of him just be kind of a goofy kind of guy. You're yeah. going to see a badass <laughs> version of, of Kane come through. So this, yeah. everybody, I, I saw some you know comments online where people go, oh, he was goofy or whatever, he was funny. Well, well he totally yeah, explains that he's just one variant of, yeah. you know, an infinite amount. He explains yep. that. So, yep. you know, I thought that was very interesting that they gave that, they gave that explanation setting you up for this, like expect him from like an acting point of view of it. Right. Like you're going to see him unleash like the widest, uh, you know, use this word again, repertoire of his acting skills. You know what I mean? To 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 have to pick someone that be like, hey, we need somebody that literally can do it all because they're going to be playing multiple versions of this character. I think that's a pretty tough draw right there. Yeah, he he should be, you know, the version that we get that's uh, going to be the the main uh, antagonist moving forward. Pretty badass. So, like I said, looking at his, you know his uh, past appearances and other things, I think we're in for a treat. So again, you know, Marvel grabs an actor who's kind of on the way up before they're actually really, you know, widely known and, you know, picks them off and we will see. Like I said, I think we're in for a treat because he's, uh, I think he's going to show a lot of people when he comes back how how badass he can be. And then, um, so, you know, when this kicked off, damn, Doc scared me. Um, it had the little uh, Miss Minutes, you know, the little clock talking to him. And it was suspected that that little fucking clock knew more than what she was leading on, right? And then she jumped back, and as we watched it, we, you know, we could uh, jump back here. She jumps back, you know, and goes and talks to, uh, oh, what's her name? Moo Moo Bagoo Goo. Put some respect on her name. Yeah, I can't fucking remember Ooh, it. About the Raw. Yeah, Raw. That's we'll That's talk about Miss Raw here. Um, it talks to her and leaves it very vague, right? And and like, hey, you know, there's something else for you to do. And then when she has her whole, you know, line here with uh, Mobius talking about, you know, Mo- oh, Mobius, you're back, you know? And he, he brings up, oh, yeah, but we're friends, so I'm not going to fucking kill you like you did me. And she's like, well, I'd kick your ass anyways. And she does. Because Mobius, no matter what, Owen Wilson, you got to still play him as somewhat of a clown, right? No matter what, Owen Wilson can never be a badass in a fucking show unless it's, uh, uh, what was that, behind enemy lines when he's a down pilot? That, <laughs> you know, pretty out of character there. Um, you know, it looks like a, uh, was that Woodrow Wilson High School? And But, like, you know, so then they show that she's a variant herself, and this is the hunter with her B-15, you know, exposing the whole thing. 
and you know Mrs. Raw there, the teacher or principal or whatever, Rebecca, what's her name, Cormanart or some shit, as it shows on the certificate. Um, what do we think? So is, is she a character? Is is this a comic book character that they're they're going somewhere with and expanding, or is this just a, a TV character they came up with and they're using? You mean her former self? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, no. Well, her uh, TVA self or former self, either one. Well, the, her TVA self, Rabona Racer, whatever Rabona, that is a character that actually in the comics was somewhat like in love with Kang, and like I just sacrificed herself for Kang because Kang was uh, about to get shot, and she jumped in front of him and took the bullet or whatever. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure about her uh, her former self. There there may be something there, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, see, so here's a picture of definitely her looking like she's uh, sacrificing herself right there. Yeah, yeah that's uh, mm-hmm. that's something else there. Okay. Oh, goo-goo. Get him, goo-goo. Goo-goo Ms. Raw. We'll call her that. And, you know, they definitely went diverse in this lineup, didn't they? I mean, yeah, in the comic, they, uh, in the comic, they never they, uh, show if King the Conqueror is anything, right? He's just this future person. I mean, technically, he's you know white based off uh, his former his other aliases because as Ramatut and Amortis, they show his face. So technically, in the comics, white. Okay, that's what I say. It's it's not important to the character how they're playing it. Because technically in the comics, he's like Nathaniel Richards. And, uh, there's some relationship to Mr. Fantastic and Dr. Doom, but I don't, I don't know if they're going to play that up in the, in the movies as well. But I mean, you know, 10 centuries later or whatever it is, I mean, make it a little color in there. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. So maybe a little mixing, a little mixing the bloodlines, but it's yeah. not that big a deal. No, uh, I just like that. You know, they're in the within the the universe, they're doing it. You know, within the MCU and stuff, and and we're getting these. Uh, I mean, he's he's just such a good actor. Like I, I was, I, I'm not usually like you know, oh my god, have you seen this actor? But like he's good in Lovecraft Country. Um, but that's a very serious, you know, like dark dramatic role. But this, you know, he's able to like totally flip it on his head, show some other stuff. And he shows so many things throughout this, you know, uh, in, in the mannerisms that matches the dialogue, you know. Um, you know, I was talking to a friend about this and, and through this whole scene that he's talking to uh, Sylvie and Loki. Um, and he, he said that he got uh, seven, you know, the, the movie seven. Uh, with uh, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, right. He got seven vibes off of it at the end of seven uh, when Kevin Spacey is purposefully trying to piss off Brad Pitt, right? So the, the last sin and crime could be committed. Do you feel that was happening? Did you feel like King the Conqueror here was trying to get Sylvie to kill him? Mm. Uh, I mean, there's a possibility. Again, if you if you have future knowledge, then I would assume you know 
all the steps it would take to get to a certain point. So could it be his overall plan for her to do this? I don't know. Could be, maybe. Uh, we'll see. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I, I mean, me and my board time, I was just, I, I, I didn't think of that at all, really. I didn't catch that vibe. I thought it was actually more of a, uh, I was on along the Loki side of like, well, what if he's telling the truth? You know what I mean? Like, if he already fought this war, right, of all these, you know, thousands, millions of, of variants of himself, and he came out on top and won, you know, and like he said, he just felt old and he didn't want to do this anymore, so he wanted to, you know, turn it over to somebody else. Then why would he want to go back? He like, did he just think like, well, you know, after that uh, moment in time where he like didn't know what was going to happen anymore, and he was just like, after that happens, maybe I'll just reset everything and we'll do it again, and we'll see if I could come who comes out on top this time. So I, I was along more of the Loki trend thought like what what if he's telling the truth he's just trying to pass it down and like retire right he's been doing it for a long time what if he just wants to retire yeah i mean again as the audience we won't know maybe it'll be revealed in the future exactly what the deal was but it's a possibility you know anytime you deal with time travel and characters like i said they have future knowledge i mean I don't know. Right. I mean, it's kind of like saying, did World War II need to happen for us to get to this point? I mean, you know, yeah. would anything be different if, you know, World War II didn't happen? So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, a lot would, Operation Paperclip would have happened. So, yeah. But we won't get into that right now. That's a deep dive into the rabbit hole. So, uh, Renslayer here, Judge Renslayer, she goes in search of free will. Like that, I mean, you know, I hate, I mean, it's cool, but I hate it when they leave such open-ended fucking, you know, a web of fucking movies to come. And it's like, okay, well, when is she going to show up again? You know? Well, again, you know, this, there's going to be a season two. So I'm assuming obviously they're going to, she'll be back there. I, I, I don't think she'll appear in, the in movies. another movie. I think she's going to be like just, in this series, but I mean, you never know because like, again, yeah. you know, that's one of the advantages of having a connected universe is that, you know, characters and especially now how their TV and their movies are, are, you know, kind of in lockstep with each other. You know, they can, you know, flip flop back and forth between, you know, the mediums. So, I mean, I don't think so, but you never know at this point. Yeah. Cause I think they're going to need somebody to carry the TV show for another one or two seasons, maybe depending on, you know how long it goes and obviously king the conqueror has been said to show up in ant-man uh quantumanium right and then of course with just movie titles out there you also have um or the doctor strange multiverse of madness and and you know this again spoiler alerts all throughout this people um this shows you know the multiverse you know being formed and happening here at the end of it right um so you you know, would we expect King to show up in both or be talked about? You know, probably in some kind of version, right? Um, some kind of variant of him popping up somewhere to show us, like, yeah, the, the multiverse is happening and it's being fought through uh, the the Marvel, our traditional Marvel characters and superheroes that we know of. Um, yeah. Oh, he said, yeah, he said the 31st century there, right? Eons ago. So, I like... 
if he's at eons ago, then like even now where they're at, they're way ahead into the future or something, right? I mean, that's, I guess you could say that. Or time is relative, some fucking funky ass shit like that. Or they're outside of time. I mean, this all oh, depends. All you, I, mean, you could, I mean, I guess you could say that. Well, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, outside of time. That's deep. So, all right. So, we got Kang, and, and you know, we're just going to kind of go through this because we, we know what happens now, right? Of, you know, and, and it's really good because, again, Loki is torn. Like, he, he's kind of believing it. And then when we get to the end, or we get to the part where there, where uh, Kang is like yelling at Sylvie, and that's like that seven vibe of like, like telling her to grow up. Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? This and that, and you know, I, I can understand. Like, I could see a little bit of that. You know, yeah, just like I don't know, Sylvie act like a kid, right? Like he said, like fucking child. You like you don't see the bigger picture here, but you know, her and Loki battle, and. You know, she fucking gets the best of Loki because she tricked him, fucking trickster. Used his heart and love against him. How wrong is that? Protect yourself, Kings. Come on, Loki. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's, that's what they do. So. I think I'm going as a Loki variant for Halloween. It's just, it's just too good. I, don't, I can't pull off the skinny suit look, but I'll get a fat suit look. You could be alligator Loki. There you go. I don't think I could do that one. So, you know, here she, like, you know, she, boom, plunges the sword into his chest, and he's like, see you in a little bit. <laughs> That's too funny. That's too funny. Right? Yeah, I think Jonathan Major is going to kill this. Um, And then, you know, we just kind of get to, we're going to go through a couple movies here tonight, people. Uh we, and then, you know, the multiverse spreading in the background and all that, man. Like, so w- w- let's branch out from here and start getting into, like, movies to come and what we know that's out there for this phase four. And let's get into some speculation about what, what you think is going to start happening. Um, and, and we can kind of backtrack a little bit with after this, we had probably one of the top five best Marvel movies ever come out black widow mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's shout out scarjo for a minute right r.i.p black widow but we got to see her grace the screen one more time uh how did you like black widow it was my jam it was uh, uh it was better than i thought it was going to be yeah. and uh yeah. i think that they really did the the character justice. And I think it proved to a lot of people just how badass that the character really could be. Yeah. You know, Hawkeye and, and you know, Left Widow caught a lot of shit. So a lot of people go, like, oh, well, everybody else with superpowers. Why are they there? Blah, 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 blah. Well, dude, there's, there's a reason why they're there. Well, that's usually for people that didn't know the comics. But. Yeah. You know, again, I don't know the comics like like you do or, or like many, right? Um, so I, I'm I'm a didn't read the comics, watching the movies, and when, when compared to those superhero, you know, people, then yeah, you can see where it's like, yeah, you know, not necessarily why they're there, but you can have the thought of 
uh, something doesn't match up here. And when they don't give them a proper background solo movie, then you might be lost. But, you know, as we see here in the opening clip of it, right, uh, Red Guardian, they're the you know, Russian spy family. He just launches that big-ass steel trash can trailer thing, right? And he's like, oh, shit. You know, that, you know that's him. But you start d- diving deeper into this, like, whole, you know, 80s Cold War Russian, uh, you know, fucking super family of spies, Right, and then of course you know she grows up and and she be she becomes that that Avenger that we know. Well, actually, before we go a little any further, I think uh, you know it's best to give like a little background on 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 the character, right? So, <clears throat> so the character was created in the sixties. Okay, so of course you know we were you know in the middle of the Cold War with Russia, right? And what was the hysteria that? Oh, Russian spies are everywhere. They're, uh, you know, they're your next door neighbor undercover and all this other shit, right? So, and, you know, she actually started off as a villain, but then got got reformed over time, kind of like similar to kind of how it goes in the movies. Um, So that's one of the things, you know, again, you know, that's good about Marvel is that they kind of, took inspiration or, you know, sometimes directly took things from real life and then, you know, made characters and stories out of that. And of course the movies take things and kind of, you know, a little, a little bit further. Right. So as we've known and as, as revealed, there really were sleeper agents here in America. Right. Oh, yeah. Just like we had sleeper agents over there and, mm-hmm. you know, it's all around the world, you know, same shit, right? So, you know, it, it's completely plausible for this to have happened, you know, in the 80s and 90s still, you know? So I thought that would, uh, that brought a real dose of, you know, reality. And I don't know if you watched the show, The Americans, but, you know, that that, that show kind of showed how that, you know, world kind of works. Yeah, I, I did not. I know uh, Nikki did, and she told me great things about that. She really liked it. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I did not watch it. So then we, we get into the scene of, you know, meeting uh, uh, little Black Widow, little sister Black Widow, right? We'll call her. Midsommar. Uh, Midsommar. Oh, yeah, that's what she says she's from. I, I still ain't seen that movie. Oh, um, <laughs> And then we get the general guy, you know, Russian general boss guy and, you know, shot a taskmaster here watching old film of was that uh captain america or someone and and hawkeye or something studying the moves and getting plugged in uh taskmaster in this was pretty dope i thought like not knowing the character and just seeing him you know gonna be i don't know not i thought they're gonna be the the villain right that's what i thought going into this movie that it was you know taskmaster was going to be the villain um apparently well, taskmaster is just like a henchman yeah i mean again that's you know comic book knowledge he's never like the guy he's always a tool so right I mean, okay you would have known that if you didn't know the comics yeah uh but let me give a shout out again you know to marvel uh, and you know, I, I know I say you know a lot of good things about Marvel. I'm not getting paid by them, unfortunately. So it's just you know kind of my opinion, just honest opinion. Um, in the comic books, I don't know if you've seen the the comic book look of Taskmaster. Uh, uh, not really, but it's I can. 
It's a little out there, we'll say. So what they did to give it kind of a streamlined look while still having the feel of Taskmaster, I think was really good. Because, uh, you know, again, I think throughout these series, they've showed that if you do complete comic book accurate costumes, might not be the best thing. Yeah, this so, one, uh, I wouldn't know how to describe it. Definitely like the, the you know, the cape thing and... I don't know. They, I mean, it looks like they use some of the same colors, you know, a little bit uh, darker. Yeah, they basically use the same color scheme, but like yeah. they kind of streamlined it. His, like I said, this costume's a little, little loud, we'll say. Yeah. yeah. So. But, I mean, they, they, you know, again, with a lot of things, you got to make it proper for the movie. So how do you how do you make this proper for the movie? You know, um, and then that goes into, you know, we'll just do some character reveal right now. It ended up being the General Dracoff's daughter who survived the bombing, right? That that uh, Black Widow had to complete to become an Avenger. So it makes sense. So I, I don't know how Taskmaster set up in the comic. Is it a robot person that, you know, downloads the, the data and learns everything about you? You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, no, not at all. Yeah, it's, so, it's a person, in, in right? The comics, you know, it's just a regular guy. He's not a mutant. He just has an ability, like, to have photographic reflexes, basically. So, kind of same deal. It's just, it, it's not technological at all. We'll right, say. yeah. Uh, you know, so basically, he studied all these, you know, fighters and fighting styles. So, he's, he's pretty badass. And, uh, you know, in the comics, he actually kind of opened up a school to train, you know, people, whether they be villains or heroes, you know, how to fight. And a lot of the famous, you know, characters have gone to him to learn how to fight. So Captain America. Mm, okay. Uh, you can go down the list of people. So a lot of people have gone to him. He has like an academy or something. But he's, you know, he also still gets his hands dirty. Like he's still, you know, in the game. For hire, yeah. Yeah, but, so you know, just again, like I say, looking at his costume, what they did with it, again, you know, just a small thing, but something that you know added, you know, to the movies. Like you said, they're different mediums, right? Some things look good on a you know comic book page, yes, yes. and then don't look so good, you know, in reality. So and like kind of like the Loki, yeah, the old Loki. That's kind of more. I mean, that's kind of old comic book style but still I mean that looks a little weird in, in the you know in the movies so you know just just another little feather in their cap yeah it, it's uh, like I said it, it's the medium thing right you, and you have to make it relatable to you know 21st century kind of stuff so what's more relatable than being able to download something into your brain right and as an analyzed thing um, yeah, I told Nikki like because she's kind of a fan of ScarJo now since she you know killed herself off um, in Endgame there uh, to save the day. But uh, this movie had a lot of ScarJo butt shots. You know, the, the director definitely had something in mind. I don't give a damn what you say. He was focused mm-hmm. on some assets to make sure that the crowd, mm-hmm. like you know, let mm-hmm. everyone know ScarJo mm-hmm. ScarJo mm-hmm. got it, huh? You mean she? Oh, she. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wrong pronoun. My bad. Whoever it was, I don't know fucking who directs these movies. But all right, then that makes it even better, right? She was because it ain't pervy. She was a focused in. 
I mean, the last scene there when she's in the trailer, there's like three butt shots, two butt shots in the cleavage that were focal point of the thing. Get your mind out of the gutter there, director girl. God, it's disgusting. Well, and, a, and a little side note to that is that this director wasn't really a big time director. She had a few little smaller projects, whatever, but you know, she kind of received some acclaim for those. But ScarJo was actually an executive producer of this film and kind of handpicked the director or basically flexed her muscles to get her to be the director. Nice. So, Good. you know, again, talent, recognizing talent and, uh, yeah. Well, it's also good, you know, that, but like to see that these uh, Marvel characters that have been doing this for the 10 plus years and and really are the are the purpose and um, reason why Marvel is so, so successful is because of their talent, you know, behind or in front of the camera. Um, it's cool to see them be able to get some of that, you know, uh, power to, to make some of the moves, you know, that's good. That's cool, especially ScarJo because, you know. She's hot. She's bad. <clears throat> but kind of like you said, you know, the average person, right, just sees, you know, the people in front of the character and in front of the camera, you know, the actors and actresses. But, you know, making a movie is a collaborative effort, right, mm-hmm. between hundreds of people. Yeah. So, you know, really, you know, the unsung heroes for a good movie is everybody behind the cam- mm-hmm. camera between, you know, the costume designer, yep. the cinematographer, who actually is the one that sets the shots. Obviously, the director, but the producer, you know, you know, getting all the key people in place, and, you know, yeah. working out the logistics of the yeah. of the uh, of the site. So it's it's a whole team. So when I say Marvel kind of has their thing down pat, you know, it's not just you know, like I said, in front of the camera. It's 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 a team of people. Yeah, I mean, makeup people, everything. Black Panther. Yeah, costumes. You know. Just to, you know, when they go to different time periods, it actually looks like they're in that time. It's consistent. Yeah. It's not like, oh, little Johnny in the background has a, has you know some beats in his ear. You know, it's just <laughs> such little things. Yeah, that you know add up to you know a good overall experience for the viewer. No, you're you're absolutely right. It, it is all those things, and and they nail it every time. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't We're I, in the company we shall not name. DC, we'll name it DC. You know, yeah. we can say it. We can say it. no one's paying me. Say it the fuck I want. So you I know they they have their little battle on the bridge. You know, ScarJo gets away. You know, with the product, and then she goes back to Budapest or Budapest, as some might call it. And she's over here, you know, beating little sister's ass. Um, you know. Good hot chick fucking fight scene, you know, being the shit out of each other. That's that's awesome. Midsummer, and you know they have their chase scene. Blah blah blah. What's um? I want to get to the best part. This movie was funny. This movie was so funny. I want to get to the best part of it. That right here, that me and Nikki could not stop laughing at because the the banter back and forth between the sisters you know fake sisters uh spy sisters was uh oh see this part right here (laughs) when they're in the gas station and they're talking about everything about avengers being family uh insert your dominic toretto voice about family you know, he ain't got Avengers. He's got family. And the little sister's like, why you do that thing? You know, the pose. And then she like. 
Oh, that. Everybody looking at you. Yeah. Don't pose her. And like ScarJo's, no, I don't. Like, like it's just that the the writing of this to make the family banter so on point where like it actually feels like they've known each other and like grew up with each other. You know what I mean? It's, it's just so great. And I think that's why to me, like it made it such a good movie because there's, you know, comic relief and just like their chemistry of that, that, you know, fake family was just fucking great. Well, one of the things you can tell definitely is that, you know, women were in charge of this, right? Yeah. Because even though people say, you know, there was a butt shot here or whatever, I, I don't feel that it was gratuitous. Just, I mean, there have been times where there was some shit that was just like, yeah, you know, eye candy for guys. But to me, in this movie, stuff wasn't gratuitous. It just was kind of what it was. But, um, yeah, I mean, possibly could she, you know, ScarJo have been, you know, kind of sexualized in some of the previous movies. Mm, yeah, there's there's room for debate on that. And, you know, kind of doing that thing, you know, the little flippy hair pose deal. Um, and then kind of like, uh, I think it's later in the movie, from, you know, from this point where, uh, you know, David Harbour as the Red Guardian is talking to Yelena and bring up something about, you know, a period joke or whatever. And yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. Yeah. This part. Right. <laughs> you, you could tell that it was curated in a way to where it wasn't like super crass. Yeah. But you got it. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but that kind of goes with, you know, representation and inclusion, right. You know, a bunch of guys imagine like, Oh, she's on the rag, you know, or some shit. Right. You know? Whereas a woman, you know, would probably handle it a little bit differently if you're going to go that direction. You know, yes. To make it you know, not so crass and just, you know, you know, sophomore. So, you know, that's why, you know, getting, you know, diversity into these movies and the handling of certain characters. Not saying that a man couldn't do that, but again, you know, just having people in the room that aren't all the same is always a good thing. Definitely. And, Again, like this part, it's it's one of those like, uh, damn that that's cruel, right? What happens to them to create these like you know super spies and ultra warriors, right? But the way it's handled is just so it's just perfect. You know their tone and their delivery of it, the the back and forth. You know where the one line is delivered and then and then ScarJo's like yeah, or or like don't forget the ovaries too. They took those too, right? And explaining it to the dumbass dad, right? Oh, you got jokes, huh? Oh, you got jokes? Oh, you know, let, let's joke then. You know, let's joke about it, you know? And it's not a joke, but when he's like, okay, okay, I get it. Like, you, you don't have to be so disgusting and gross about it. You know what I mean? Like, because in typical man fashion, once you start, you know, you, you make a period joke, and then when we start talking about it really flowing and this and that, all of a sudden we get disgusted by it. And we're like, oh, oh man, why, why do you got to talk like that? Well, you know, we opened up the door. In, in this instance, you know, dad did here, Red Guardian, and now he don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? So, again, I just thought it was beautifully handled. You know, it, it's a little raw and stuff, but, you know, shit happens out there, you know, uh, in spy world, yep. you know. Well, so. you know, in the, in the comic, <clears throat> she actually is enhanced, kind of like to the way that Captain America is enhanced. Right. 
So she has a version of kind of a serum sort of uh, kind of retards her aging and kind of does some stuff to her. But again, you know, if you were going to make a woman into like this super soldier spy person, I mean, even if you made a, did it, you know, made it a man, right? I mean, it would make sense that you would probably do something like that, right? Because just like in the movie Red Sparrow, you know, they were expected to use their sexuality and everything as well, right? So getting pregnant probably wouldn't be a good thing for, you know, their super spy. So you're probably doing that shit would be something that would probably happen in real life. Right. Yeah. And then then we backed it up here a little bit, right? Uh, I don't know if you saw the article. So we got Red Guard in here in prison doing the Russian prison thing, the Russian prison tats. Man, I like, I really like this movie, man. It just hits so many things that are just so like fucking on point, right? Fucking old, you know, Sheriff Bob here from fucking, uh, uh, Stranger Things and you know doing the doing the Russian thing like the Russian prison tats and everything it's just so on point and you know uh, sits down a little little baby Ursa guy right and Ursa like means bear in Russian or something right and he, he calls him out on his story on his bullshit story right saying oh you didn't fight Captain America like he was still frozen in like 83 84 or something right there's an article I don't know if you saw it out there that said uh, this Ursa guy is actually a mutant. Did you see that one? Well, in the comics, Ursa Major is part of the Winter Guard, and technically right. he is a mutant. But again, I don't, I don't know if that's the intention for this book. I, I don't know. I can't because they don't really show anything else that would lead me to believe that that's what they're supposed to be doing. Right. But <clears throat> the door could be open. But yes, there is a character in the comics called Ursa Major. Basically, his mutant powers to turn into like a humanoid bear. Yeah, and he's actually uh, in the current issue of the Avengers. They're kind of fighting each other. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, if he's mutant, I don't think super strength or strong wrists are his uh, mutant power because Red Guardian snaps the fuck out of his arm and then walks away, leaving it there. You know, and then yeah, that's I mean, when the 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 prison at least in the comic team. He's not super powered until he turns into his his bear. Okay, so, okay, okay. But um, kind of long story short, basically, uh, in the comics, right? So we'll do that. So in the comics, you know, the world <clears throat> kind of hates and fears mutants. You know, the X Men deal. Uh, but just like in reality, you know, just like with let's say homosexuality different countries have different reactions to it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some people may hate on it. Some people may actually try to kill people and all that other shit. Well, in Russia, because you got to remember, Colossus is from Russia as well. Mm-hmm. Who's, you know, mainstay of the X-Men. So is magic. Um, you know, in Russia for the longest time, as soon as these you know people, you know, develop powers, they used to kill them. Damn. So, you know, I mean, you know, they were like, oh, they're weird or different. Kill them. But basically, there's a scientist that said, you know, hey, this is stupid. Like, we can get these people with their powers to work for the government, you know, do shit for us. Because, you know, you look at America, they've got the Avengers, the X-Men, and all this other shit, right? So, basically, he was one of the first wave of mutants that was allowed to live, you know, work for the state and stuff. And, uh, 
<clears throat> and Professor X kind of got there before the government, you know, discovered Colossus's powers. And so, anywho, yeah, that was a little deal. Okay. Then, then we get the uh, the family reunion back on the ground. You know, fake dad with fake daughters, and they both kind of hate him. And uh, especially Scar Scarjo, right? Like, I, I think I like the, again like the the stance that the movie takes on her with the like uh, she realized as the kid that it was all fake, right? She she knew that she was trained and that she was just part of the puzzle to you know do the job, right? Whereas you know her daughter uh, Yelena might not have; she might have been too young. You know, right. She thought it was really their family. And, you know, that comes up very nicely here in the next part when they go back to their, you know, their mother's, you know, pig farm out here. And uh, she realizes them, they sit down and they have this nice little family dinner. And, you know, ScarJo's that, that hard, that hard stance, right? It's like, man, fuck you guys. You guys weren't my parents. Like, you guys fucking robbed me of everything. And Yelena, you know, you know, lashes out talking about like, that's, that is her family. That's all she ever had, you know? And, oh, oh man. Again, when, uh, <laughs> oh boy, fucking Red it's Guardian. Still <laughs> it still fits. Uh, yo, yo. <laughs> Like he is fucking. This is this movie so hilarious. I don't give a shit. I love this movie. It's so funny. Um, and because he's like, I got just where's it? Oh, oh yeah. When he starts hitting on the hitting on the mom, right? <laughs> Beautiful and as supple. <laughs> uh, she's like, you got fat. But like they yo, they want to fuck. <laughs> I just got out of prison. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he's trying to get it in. Yo, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, y'all got to hear my horrible laugh. But I was dying watching this, man. I was dying. He's like, I still, ha- I have lots of energy. Like the the fuck Daddy vibes, sugar, right? Daddy need that sugar. <laughs> <laughs> to use the word supple, that is so funny. You know, and, and, you know, they're fighting with ScarJo and Yelena's just over there like the fucking, you know, you know, second born, like no one paying her attention. And she's like, fuck it. I need a drink. And she's just throwing back the vodka, right? Nostrovia, let's have it. Good times. Um, you know, so then this is where they set up the roofs and everything to get in there. I'm not going to watch the pig scene. The pig scene fucking, I can handle the pig scene, honestly. Like that was a bit much, man. That was a bit much. Fucking killing a pig by making it stop breathing. Then they get up yeah. into uh, General Drakoff's um, spot. Uh, did you see this turn coming? Did you think it was a mom? Uh, at the time, I did. I thought she was uh, going to uh, betray them. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird, right? I thought it was the mom, but he was throwing me off because he was like, the way he was treating her. Uh. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, bad yawn. Uh, the way he was treating her was like very aggressive. And I was like, yo, why is he like trying to beat the shit out of her? And like fucking like, that's like some aggressive uh, shit, right? And then once he dropped that, like, you know, the look into your eyes and no mask, I was like, oh shit. I was like, that's Carjo. You know, that's when I knew it. Which she, you well, know, pulling her usual. Kind of goes to show 
that he views his widows as disposable. Like, I mean, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later, but they're just. You talk about it now? Yeah, Drake off. They're just. Yeah. I mean, they're they're like pins. Oh, this pin broke. I'll get another one. Whatever. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah. Um, They're useful until they're not. Yeah. Yeah, this is just, uh, which is like, they do the whole fight scenes and everything like that. And here's like, Red Guardian, like, I, I don't think they hired him for any kind of action part in this movie at all. Yeah, he has a couple fight scenes and stuff, and he has a prison escape. But I think they're like, hey, we need a big dummy Russian that can fucking, you know, do some fight scenes, but also be dumb and not know what's going on. And and he played that role beautifully where, you know, he's like, oh, I don't have an earpiece? Like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I was just pouring my heart out. <laughs> this movie's really good, man. Where where do you put it? Where do you put it in your in your uh, pantheon of movies? Top five, top ten? I mean, there's, what now, 20, 21, 22? It'd have to be top five to make a, a real real point of it. Top, top 50%. Um, let me do some mental gymnastics here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing gymnastics. You know, we get the reveal that Taskmaster is, like we talked about a little bit already, was General Drakoff's daughter here. Um, I did not see that coming. Like, I th- I was like, holy fuck, it's the daughter. I was like, and she's all fucked up and grown up. Like, that was a total surprise to me. Um, Cool, again. That they, you know, they mixed it up and took it, you know, out of the norm and and, and did something different. I, I, you know, awesome. It play, played really well. You done with your gymnastics? Yeah. Where do you got it? So, yeah, it's definitely not my top five, but it's like a top of the middle. Very okay. solid effort. Okay, okay. So probably like top eight, something like that. Easily top ten. Yeah, I guess you said it. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it top. 10. Well, you know, like I said, there's only like twenty one, twenty two now or something, right? Like top ten is only top fifty percent. That's nothing to be too proud of. I, I think for me, um, I think it'd be top five. I, I the the re I think it's going to have a lot of uh, it's going to hold up well, and it's going to have a lot of rewatchable. Um, worthiness, right? Where you could watch it, and we did. Like the Michael got way into Black Widow week one when it like, like could we watch Black Widow, and I did not stop him. I did not He's stop him. Yeah, I was like, go ahead, yeah, we'll watch Black Widow, kid. We'll watch Black <laughs> Widow. Go ahead. You know, there's a lot worse things in in the world you could be watching. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop him from exploring his feelings of life. You know. Not gonna stop it, man. Um, my, I would say it would it may have ranked higher if we would have got this earlier, like prior to Endgame. Yeah, that's my only. That's my my really major problem with this. And you know, I, for me, there's really no reason why this movie didn't come out earlier. Uh, I mean, Scarlett Johansson, just, you know, the actress, she's proven that she can lead a movie. Yeah. she's And, and then the character was popular enough 
to you know do a movie for. And she's so not just a Marvel character. Timing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the timing of this was, but I, don't, I mean that was the plan. I mean I don't know. That's that's just one of the few things I've questioned Marvel about. I mean you know they, that's the route they chose, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's that was just weird to me. But. Yeah, you could definitely say this was a uh, uh, a very rare error on Kevin Feige's part, right? And maybe it's not because maybe if it came out earlier, maybe it doesn't do as well. Um, but ScarJo has been making good movies before she was ever Black Widow and while she was Black Widow, right? She she has a lot yeah. of movies outside of she, this. Yeah, she the actress herself is a good actress. Like I said, you know, she has the acting chops. The character is super popular already, uh, and I think you know this would have made people care a lot more about her death in Endgame. Yes. By leaving people with the sense of, well, when are we going to see her again? Like, you know, kind of like, why didn't we get this early? That was, that was the first question on everybody's lips. Just, so when's she coming back? Yeah, like, why, why didn't we get this earlier? So I, I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, definitely. I know I, I said it because I copied some friend, but, you know, this was... If you want to go from the, the, the social aspect of it, of like, you know, uh, girl power, independent woman, you know, girl strength kind of stuff, I thought this was a better movie than Captain Marvel, right? I thought Captain Marvel was a, a like a forced play, right? It felt forced. It wasn't bad, you know? It just, to me, it felt forced that, you know, we're, try- we're forcing this message, um, of women being badass. This just came off a lot more natural of women are fucking badass. Look, you know what I mean? That's just my opinion. I thought this did a better job at it than, than Marvel, uh, or excuse me, Captain Marvel. So to see this one come out and have such a better to me, in my opinion, just like showing. And of course, like financially box office wise, it's not going to do as good. It's the first Marvel movie out of the pandemic that no one expected. Opened up in theaters. People still aren't going to theaters. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not going to do as well financially. And I think people might get well, caught up on you that. You can't compare you know, the box office for a movie during the pandemic time. And I'll still say this is during the pandemic. Yeah. Something pre-pandemic. You just can't do that. Yeah. I mean, as divisive as Captain Marvel was for, you know, for some of the audience still made a shit ton of money. Sure. And I've seen it plenty of times. It's, yeah, but considering everything that's going on now, this movie did really, really well. Right. So I think we need to just put to bed all these things where, okay, women can't lead a movie, superheroes, you know, black, it's just all that shit's done with man, you know, between black Panther, Mm -hmm. you know, even, you know, Wonder Woman, this Captain Marvel, just, just have a good movie, have you know good actors and actresses, and people are gonna fuck go see it. Yes, yeah. like all that other shit is. We're over that. That gets done. Like just, yeah. it's over. Yes, I, I I agree with you. I I don't want to come off as saying you know. I hope I don't sound like uh, I'm on the other side of that fence. I definitely oh, no, agree. No, no. Um, but I just think it's like you know the the there's approaches to it, 
And and I think this approach was different than the other approach where the other approach is like trying to prove it where this one is just like there's and maybe it's just the time of those couple years. But this one it was like there's nothing to prove. Everyone knows ScarJo's fucking can do it. You know what I mean? Maybe that's the difference. Maybe we have more stock in ScarJo than we did. Uh, what's her name? Brie Larson. Right. Um, I don't know if that's it, because I don't know what other movies fucking Brie Larson had been in. Honestly, I have no clue. Well, you know, actually, Brie Larson has, has won an Oscar. So, I mean, like, not well, many I mean, people in the MCU can talk about they won an Oscar. Yeah, so, that, but, I mean, fucking, the people that win Oscars, people that win Oscars make movies that I don't watch. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Geez. Anyway, yeah, so. <laughs> I watch fucking Marvel, okay? That's what I, I want to see. These were all steps, right? You know, Black Panther, Ken, you know, a yeah. minority work. You know, then Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman, and this, you know, can, you know, female leads work. Yeah. All that shit to put to bed. Just yes. make a good movie, have some strong characters, and Merry Christmas. So I think all these were necessary steps that now lead us to a Shang-Chi, you know, some Asian influence. And, yeah. you know, Echo, which is going to be a series on uh, Disney Plus, who's a Native American slash Latina character. So all that stuff just like we're done. We're past that, right? So just I don't want to hear that again. Oh, can can that character work? Like we're getting She Hulk, you know, the Hawkeye series. We're gonna get a, the female Hawkeye. So all that stuff, like I said, man, like we're past that. Now it's time to get to you know just move on. So For I sure. think that was really good. This is the final nail on that coffin, and uh, you know we're ready to move on. Let's get some good projects out there. No, I, I one, agree. One little quick note is, uh, you know, uh, Black Widow's, uh, you know, uh, weapons guy. You know, he's the husband yeah, yeah. from Handmaid's Tale. You know? Okay, I stopped watching that season one. I couldn't do that movie either, or that show either. <sighs> <laughs> Nick, Nikki watched it. So, a side note here, sidebar. Uh, Nikki was watching Handsmaid Tale when she was pregnant with Michael, I think. And so, you know, we, we we're going through that whole thing, and it, it was a crazy time, you know, first kid, first pregnancy, all that. And she's watching this, and I'm watching her watch this, and it's like, why the fuck are we watching this fucked up show when we're expecting our own child? I couldn't, I couldn't stomach it, man. I couldn't because during maybe, that time, may, maybe I'm we all bitch, but to, we were close to living in uh, that handmaid's hill. And actually, we're still close to it in uh, Gilead. It's funny. There's a Gilead here in Ohio. So. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. We ain't, we'll, we'll save that for another one. I, I'm just a handmaid's hill. I couldn't get down with it. No, it's a boot. Yeah. Oh. No. So we got the cut scene here, uh, you know, in the credit cut scene, the Yelena over here, uh, with the tombstone of Natasha Romanoff. And. Oh, big yawn for a little dude. Um, this bitch shows up. Fucking purple-haired Valentina. Shows up. What the fuck is going on here? This This threw me. This totally threw me. What's going on? And well, Yelena knows her. Well, you have to understand, like, they did a time jump, right? Between that movie to now, right? 
Sure. So, like, yeah, th- this would be like current time after yeah, Endgame. So, yeah. This may be leading to basically the formation of another team. Either the Thunderbolts or quote unquote the Dark Avengers, sort of. So, as you remember, you know, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, she recruited John Walker, right? Yep. U.S. agent. U.S. agent, yeah. And so here, she's basically pumping, you know, Elena full of fucking bullseyes, saying, hey, well, he's the one that's responsible for her dying. Which, I mean, if you twist the truth, sort of, kind of, that's, that's true. That's a hard twist. He's responsible you know. because, you know, he didn't die first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but again, without giving any kind of context, I mean, you know, so... So she's pumping her full of nitro. So now she's going to go after him. And like I said, even before this, I knew she was going to be in the Hawkeye series. So my money is that she kills Clint as he's, you know, passing the torch down to Haley Steinfeld, playing Kate Bishop. And, uh, you know, that'll lead to her taking over the Hawkeye mantle. And, you know, Kate Bishop leads to the Young Avengers, which they've set up, you know, quite a few of them. And then, you know, Miss Marvel's coming. Uh, what's the other one? We've seen uh, Isaiah uh, Bradley's little grandson. Yep, yep. Even though he didn't show any superpowers or whatever. But little Air Force, and then the little Air Force dude too, right? You said little Air Force dude? Yeah. From, from um, Falcon Winter Soldier? We've seen Wanda's kids who are also part of that. So young, Aven- young Avengers. So so you're saying they could go one or one or two ways, right? They could go Thunderbolts or Young Avengers so and or both. Thunderbolts are basically uh, former criminals that pose as heroes in order to pull off crimes. So basically, they were like faking the funk. They did a rebrand, and you know. The public thought they were superheroes while, you know, behind the scenes, they were trying to just fuck shit. So they could do that. Or, you know, they could do the Dark Avengers, where the Dark Avengers were, again, you know, villains posing as the Avengers under Harry Osborn trying to do some fuck shit. But it's just that the Thunderbolts work for the government, too. So that's thrown in well, there. So we yeah, got Thunderbolt so, Ross. Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross, which that, I mean, maybe I'm tripping. I don't think I am. The Thunderbolt Ross from the Avengers movies. That's the same Thunderbolt Ross, General Thunderbolt Ross, from the Incredible Hulk Ed Norton movie, right? It's like the same actor. Yeah. Okay, so then there's major tie in there. Like, that's actual, like, canonized. Because uh, I, was, I was like, yo, that is the same person, I'm pretty sure. So there's yeah. going to be something with, because Thunderbolt, like, he does a lot of fucking shit, right? Yeah, he's a powerful government dude. Plus, he also becomes the Red Hulk. So I don't right. know if they're going to go down that road too. But I mean, again, all these doors are open. I, I mean, we don't know which way they're going to go, but it's all there if they want to. So now, looking forward, right now, just the business of movies and how shit works. So we know there's going to be another big kind of come together movie, right? So there's going to be a big crisis. We all know yeah. this is coming. Yeah, what it is. Debatable, but we know it's coming. So with all this multiverse stuff, you know, alternate realities, whatever, even though, you know, 
Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, <clears throat> Steve Rogers as Captain America, you know, ScarJo as Black Widow, and basically anybody else that's been lost. Hell, Agent Coulson. There's a possibility for all these people to come back, either like flashbacks or, you know, as one-time deals to fight the big bad at that point. So anybody that you like that wasn't, you know, around or didn't pop up before, the possibility for them to come back is now firmly established or that you miss for them to come back is firmly established. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy to to see like some of those, uh, these four, phase four, five, six movies, um, if they decide to go like, if they can decide to go multiverse for a long time, uh, just like this random, you know, five minute scene of a, a, a alternate timeline and boom, there's ScarJo doing something fucking crazy. Maybe not a Russian spy. Maybe something like, you know what I mean? Like maybe an American spy working in Russia and like, man. Well, that's, that's going to be the what if series. Like shit like that is possible in that animated series, but. Yeah, but I mean, it could happen in multiverse stuff too. I don't think they would do it like that in the movie. It would be more plucking one from that timeline that's still alive to back. Kind of like the Gamora situation. Kind of like, okay, well, this is the one. Right, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Again, now that if they would have just straight jumped to this, you know, instead of laying a lot of groundwork for a lot of this stuff. I think people would have been confused and probably pissed off, but, you know, laying all this groundwork while tying it into characters that some say, you know, didn't get a lot of service in the movies. Because the main characters were Captain America, Thor, and, you know, fucking, you know, uh, Iron Man. So, just think about it. You know, Wanda and Vision, people, you know, kind of were questioning what was going on there or whatever. We got that. Falcon Winter Soldier, two characters, you know, people kind of wondering what was going on there. Got that. Black Widow got her movie. Hawkeye, he's getting a show. So, you know, they took the time to kind of like give some shine and flesh out these other characters that, you know, people for a long time were like, well, why are they there? What is going on? Right, right. Like, well, here you go. So then that leads us into we got, um, I forget when this comes out. Maybe it'll tell us, but we've got uh, Shang-Chi coming out. September. September. Okay, so this one will be the first one in Phase 4, right? Or Yeah, or was that technically Black Widow? Black Widow is Phase 4, too. Yeah. Just timeline difference. Um, so we've got Shang-Chi coming out here. I think yes. we've talked about it a little bit. I think this is the trailer two for it where they show a little bit more details of some of the the scenes that they're exposing early of, you know, some of his young training and everything like that. Um, any more speculation you got on uh, Shang-Chi, where, where this is going to go or how we're going to, what we're going to be seeing here? Well, the timing of it, you know, because we kind of start off, you know, you take it all the way back. You know, Iron Man was all about technology. Captain America kind of basically about technology because, you know, science is kind of what got him to where he was. But then Thor started kind of introducing magic, sort of, and then we kind of, you know, kept going with the whole magic thing. So we understand that, you know, magic is a is a thing, right? In in the MCU, it's it's a real deal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they're going to play the Ten Rings. Are they going to play it as technology, either human or alien, or it's like some magic shit? But you know, again. A lot of groundwork has been laid for people to be like, oh, yes, yeah, magic rings. Okay. So now it's, it's like, okay, all right, cool, magic rings. Okay, we're there. 
you know, Vice just out the blue fucking magic ring. Right. um, (laughs) Yeah, I like. I know we talked about this before. Is before they're like, um, they're actual like rings, like finger rings, right? Like in the comics. Yeah, the comics they're like you know just like a regular ring you would wear on your finger. Right. But since we already had kind of Infinity Stones that kind of covered that on the gauntlet and everything, this one you can see that they're actually more like bracelets. They're like ring bracelets that he wears around his forearms. Which I think looks, it's nice that they switch up and it's not, it doesn't look like it's the same thing. You know what I mean? It gives it a different feel. Um, and how they, how they, you know, command the different elements or whatever. Um, there he's punching them. Like, it's just, man, uh, the little lion dog thing there and the quick scene. Like, this look, yeah, man. I'm fucking, I'm pretty hyped for this one. It looks fucking cool. Yeah, I, uh- Again, I'm not too familiar with the actor, but again, at this point, I trust Marvel and their casting. Yeah. Um, you know, and usually when they have an actor that isn't widely known, they usually surround that actor or actress with, you know, a strong supporting cast. So Michelle Yo or Yo, she's really good. She does a lot of, like, uh, fighting movies. Yeah, that's you know, a Crouching Tiger, Hidden uh, Dragon Lady, Crouching right? Tiger, yeah, fucking, stuff, yeah, yeah. Badass. Um, the dad is a character actor that, that that gets a lot of work, and Aquafina is not really my jam, but a lot of people are kind of getting on her train now. So yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, again, it looks good. I mean, I don't know how they're going to play it, but and, and, and you know, Shang Chi is one of those characters that wasn't really a list. We'll say that you know they're bringing in, uh, and I think that. You know, especially since it's the first kind of like Asian-led superhero movie. There's a whole community that they don't that they're you know trying to represent, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, there's different types of you know, Asian people. I, everybody understands that, right? But just generally speaking, right? You know, Asian superhero like in America mainstream. Yeah, no, for sure. So, like, um, yeah, you know, they understand the pressure. Kind of like you know, Black Panther. They understand the pressure. They knocked that one out the park. I don't see why they would, you know, fail on this. Uh, the character has, you know, rich history, you know, I mean, should be able to get some good material out of it. So I'm excited and I'm trying to, yeah, you know, I want to see how this fits into the bigger picture. Yeah. Because, was, uh, that was going to be my next she, question. Joins the Avengers. Shang Chi uh, does? Yeah. Oh, hmm. interesting. So, hmm. like I said, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know anything else about it, but we'll see. Is this a abomination fighting? Yes, that's been confirmed. Okay, fighting, fighting a sorcerer. It's been confirmed as Wong. Okay, from Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's gonna be different, right? Because this is from uh, Abomination from Ed Norton's, right? Is it Ed Norton's? Yeah. 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 Fucking. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they connect, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, man, they're going deep, man. They're trying to make things re- uh, relevant, you know, from from movies that you know maybe weren't so good and stuff, you know, back a while ago. Yeah, man, I'm excited for that Shang Chi. Um, is, is, it looks good, and then following that, December we're gonna have uh, Spider Man again. Home. No way home. November. Oh, okay. I forgot about it. Ooh. That one super star-studded lineup. Could you have any more stars in a movie that isn't Avengers, where it took ten years to get there? Yeah, 
uh, again, the, the Eternals, I mean, I knew about them, but they definitely were not at the top of my list. But again, it's, you know, the MCU making you give a damn about characters I never gave a damn about. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's that's amazing to me. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, we'll, we're pretty far away from it, but you know, the closer we get, we'll get more info. But that one looks fucking epic. So we'll see. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's some news out. I, I didn't read it really. Um, it's something to do with Spider Man, and uh, what was it? I forget what the headline was. Anyways, I forget. So you know, I'll just edit that out. Probably not. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to yeah, know, what you what else you got? What else you got? You know, Marvel plays with scale a lot, right? So, you know, they'll have an Avengers where you know, save the planet, save the universe, or what have you. Mm-hmm. But then they'll have you know, kind of self-contained movies. You know, like kind of like Black Widow. She's, I mean, she's technically trying to save the world, but it's not like some super powered space alien deal. Mm-hmm. Like Shang Chi is going to be technically like a smaller movie. Again, he's not fighting Thanos, but, you know, it's still you know, going to be a relevant story. Where the Eternals, that movie's going to span, like, thousands of years. It's going to be epic. It's going to be a sweeping epic. So, you know, just the scale difference and how they get to play with that is, uh, you know, kind of amazing as well. Yeah, the I mean, if you fucking name, like, Eternals, like, like you gotta be saving the entire universe for the next like billion years, right? Something like that. I don't know. I I I don't know shit about Eternals. I hardly know shit about comics. The Eternals though looks fucking dope. Even though the trailers they've shown have been very like uh, what do you call that? Um, they've been low key, right? It, it's not like it's been um super action-packed. I mean, you know, like, okay, the Shang-Chi trailer, trailer, they show a lot of fight scenes, this and that, and it's something to engage you and be like, oh, man, let me go watch this fight movie. Eternals doesn't show anything like that, right? It's the, like you said, it's that sweeping, like, you know, as we watch the trailer here, um, just like the, these, you know, wide-view scenes, you know, I mean, look, here's a fucking square spaceship thing, showing i don't know what the fuck is going on with this you know what i mean like it's just this you know like what are you supposed to think of this and then like who are they fighting right if this is a superhero movie what what are they doing or is this just a a plot line movie to set up the greater you know storyline it's just going to kind of show yeah here are the eternals that have been you know touching everything throughout time for the last, you know, thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, and we never knew it, you know, and then, boom, in credit scene, and, you know, they were having coffee in New York and fucking watching Thanos snap his fingers and, and not doing nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, hey, Marvel hears, hears those questions, right? And you know, obviously, you know, this is going to get answered in, in the movie, but, again, just, just scale, right? Like I say, I mean, it, it's 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 character appropriate, like you know, Shang Chi's a smaller movie, but it's still important. This, like I said, you know, they're it's epic. So again, just they understand the characters and you know how these things should go. It's just you know, a small thing, but something that adds up to you know kind of where they are and why they're on top. Mm-hmm. 
That looks. This just looks super cool. Looks super cool. And technically, if they really want to do it, this could be a way to introduce uh, mutants, which would eventually lead to the X Men. But which we'll, we'll we we time. we eventually need to get there, right? Like we need eventually get off the. the you, you have to lay the groundwork. Yeah, you know me being one of those people where the X Men are my favorite, you know, comic book characters. For the average person, you can't just say in game, "Oh, X Men is coming out tomorrow." Like you just can't do that. It's yeah. just you got to put some groundwork and context into it. There's, I just feel like it's one of those. Um, what the fuck? Oh, what? Here's a trailer for What If Killmonger saving Tony Stark. What? I don't think I saw this one. July eighth. That's a whole month ago already. Um, yeah. X Men. I feel X Men is in that area of like could be the biggest movie ever if they do it right and they 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 you know lay that groundwork properly. Where you know when when the when it finally comes out, like all right, here's X Men one. We've been waiting like five years of groundwork and in credits and everything like that. You know what I mean? To to be like oh shit, like everyone's at the fucking movie theater because just the way they laid it out. We we've been waiting so long for the reboot, and it's just going to be so fucking epic. Like true yeah. sense, I don't use that word often or lightly. Like truly epic, you know, lines out the fucking you know booty hole at the movie theater, all screens dedicated to X Men relaunch. When the X Men hit the scene, it is going to be fucking insane. People are going to lose their shit. Yeah, I, I I think so. I mean, it's just been coming so long. The other X Men movies, they were good. They're not like horrible. They they don't rewatch well, right? You rewatch them now, it's it's tough, you know. But with with the way Marvel has done things now, I just really think it's going to be something fucking crazy good, you know, crazy crazy good. I think it's going to be awesome watching Harry Potter. Uh, play Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's my pick, Daniel Radcliffe. What's up? Gla- the glasses are coming off. The glasses are coming off. The hair's going spiky, and we're getting we're getting little four foot eleven Wolverine. He's getting yeah. jacked out of his mind. But with that, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and wrap up this edition of Loki slash well, What's Going On Marvel. What else you got? You got anything else? Before we roll out, let me just say: Have you seen the trailer, or I should say, the new trailer for Dune? No, I did not see the new trailer. Let's, oh, we can watch that though. Un un Marvel related and actually. Um, Man, dude, like, that shit looks insane. Dune, a Warner Brothers movie, going to be specially released on HBO Max and in theaters, I believe, come October. Just just forget the HBO Max. This movie is something you need to see on a screen. With our girls and Daya. What's up, Tom Holland? I see you, King. Do your thing, (laughs) playa. I like it. Okay. Web slinging into action with Zendaya. Okay. Bro, let's watch this. Here we go. I have no idea about any of this. Uh, I never read this book or comic or anything. Original from 1984. 
Have I seen it? No. Oh, man. Batista's an idiot, though. No, I have not read the book either. Uh, oh, we're, we are heavy on Zendaya. Wow. They're trying to get a point across. <laughs> Is that a, a Jason Momoa, too? Yep. Yeah, he's, he's sus. Batista's in it. Batista's an idiot. Moon Knight is in it. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Right there. Beards and... Oh, shit. Thanos is in it, too? Yep. Is this supposed to be like a a Zack Snyder four-hour movie? It looks like it needs (laughs) to be a four-hour movie. Just by so much shit I'm seeing in this trailer already. Rose the Hat is in it. Don't know that person. You didn't see Doctor Sleep? No, I didn't watch it. We don't watch scary oh. movies in this house, man. I got sleep at night. I, I don't do nightmares. Kill me. I, I, I'd like to listen to this, um, but I can't. Otherwise, motherfuckers will strike me or something. <laughs> So what what is, is this about just like worlds conquering conquering worlds or or saving a world? Okay, so long long story short, so Dune is like kind of like technically like a series of books. Yeah, uh, sci-fi books. It's it's the shit you got to read. But basically, there was a movie that came out in '84. Like Sting, the singer, was in it, and mm-hmm. uh, Kyle McLaughlin and a bunch of '80s people. Uh, so. How how to explain this? So this kind of takes place. Obviously, it's a space deal. So basically, this one uh, race is trying to control this commodity called spice, and mm-hmm. spice is like the most valuable thing in the universe. And so this planet is rich in spice. So basically, they they subjugate the people that planet to get that resource. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of goes from there. It has like some like. Game of Thronesy kind of shit. It's it's insane. Okay. Now you know the visual effects. I think have really caught up to where they can really do it justice because the '84 movie tried, but it just wasn't there yet. Right. Yeah. Sometimes the movie just doesn't come off right if you if you can't visualize it properly yeah, it with with the way it reads and, and with the way your imagination reads it, stuff like that. Yeah. I get it. I get so, it. So. You know, not only have the effects caught up, but the director, Denis Villeneuve, he's one of the best directors out. Like, he did Arrival and a bunch of other like, really good shit. He did Sicario. So he's a really, really good director. Sicario and uh, good movies. So, yeah, like, to be very honest with you, as much as I'm looking forward to the Marvel stuff, this might be my most anticipated movie of the, of the fall. I mean, it definitely... We'll definitely be watching it. And it definitely looks good. But I'd say, you know, going down that route, I'd say my, uh, it's got to be Spider-Man. Um, you know, not even for myself because Michael's favorite character is Spider-Man, although lately it changed to Iron Man, but, you know, still Spider-Man. You know how kids do. You know, change their mind every five minutes. And I think Spider-Man in December 
is going to be the first movie I take him to. You know, he'll be he'll be four. Uh, he can sit through it um, mostly quiet. I think since it's Spider Man, I think he'll be you know super engaged and like, oh my god, Spider Man. You know what I mean? And there, and plus, since it's Spider Man, there'll be I think plenty of other kids. If I catch like the afternoon matinee, you know what I mean? Before like the yeah. adult scene gets there, so. That's definitely my most anticipated one because of him, and I think it's going to be the first movie I take him to, so he is just like fucking freak the fuck out uh, uh, on the big screen of Spider-Man slinging into action. Like, we're going to lose our fucking minds. Are you going to dress him up? Uh, Not costume, but, you know, he'll he'll have his gear on. You know, he'll have his gear. He'll be geared up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because... it's one of those things like, you know, if you want to dress up, dress up, you know, I ain't knocking you do your thing, but you know, like he's going to learn that, uh, you know, you could be a nerd, but you know, you know, know your limits. This isn't comic con, you know, you go dress up to comic con if you want. Okay. It's a movie. All right. There's, there's potential there. Okay. So what we're going to do kids, we're going to put you on. Okay. We're going to put you on. He, you know, he, he going to be fresh. He say fresh. He got his vans on, you know, Get him the Spider-Man Chucks or Spider-Man Vans, you know, them little little T, you know, and red and blue coming through, you know, or maybe red and black, you know, Miles Morales vibes, you know. <laughs> he prefers the cultured one every now and then, you know. We got to keep it fresh and real, man. Gotta, don't let them don't don't let the kids slip. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for uh, the Green Knight? Yes, I have. I thought it looked fucking dope. All right, we're going deep, people. We're going deep. Green Knight this is just another, uh, uh, just another trailer or another is like you know, uh, fucking independent comic thing or something. No, actually, the Green Knight is okay. It's kind of hard. So it kind of has to do with Arthurian legend, but. It, it kind of the story was kind of lost to time, but then it was kind of found. Like you got to look it up; it's it's, it's a crazy fucking story. Uh, so just in re- the the reality of it is just fucking crazy. But anyway, so basically, now that it's out there, a lot of people kind of disagree on what it means. Some people think it's like man versus nature, or man versus himself. It's it's you just got to look at it; it's, it's some crazy shit. Okay. But just the movie itself is from the studio A twenty four. Now A twenty four. You know, that's my favorite movie studio. Even I like them more than even Marvel. They make a lot of shit that's my jam. So they're the ones that made uh, uh, Ex Machina, Midsommar. Oh, okay. Lighthouse. uh, Just a bunch of shit like that. So you know it's going to be some crazy fucked up shit. Oh, shit. I don't think I saw that part of the trailer. That motherfucker's head is not on his body. And he's riding off with it. Yeah, it's just like I said. You gotta look up the history of that whole like story. Okay. Like it's like it's some crazy shit. I, I never, even, I didn't even know it before the movie came out. And I looked it up, but I saw the uh, first trailer as I was scrolling through the IG, and I'm all about it because I I love the fantasy stuff, right? You know, pl- having played a little bit of Pathfinder, aka like a Dungeons and Dragons, um, I, I'm into that shit. I like it a lot. Like, it's fucking, it, that's my jam. Like, it's fucking fun to play. You know, anything fantasy-wise, I, I fucking, ra- you know, enjoy. I don't, like, whatever kind of fantasy, you know. 
Um, so when I saw it, it is definitely that fantasy vibe. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm fucking with this. Like, what, what is this? You know? Um, yeah, I showed it to Nikki and she was like, yo, that's fucking weird. And she's not so, she's not so much about it. She's like, you're fucking weird. That looks weird. And I was like, well, yeah, I am. But see, knowing the studio, you know, it's going to be like some just crazy shit. Yeah. Cause all their movies are just insane. So, you know, it's going to be insane. So it comes out this Friday, I want to say. Oh, shit. So. And that, oh, theaters only? Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, because this is the second trailer. I haven't seen this trailer. This shit look, that's even like darker and a lot more elaborate than the first one. Damn, that looks dope. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the Green Knight people, check it out. Yeah, that looks cool. I'm definitely checking that one out. Fucking, Yeah. What other movies? You got any other movies you want to talk about real quick before we wrap this? Well, I'm actually going to go see Snake Eyes today. So Yeah, that's I'll, out. Uh, I'll uh, be able to report after that. I, like, supposedly this is, uh, well, they kind of did the the X-Men deal, right? So in almost any franchise or like team ensemble kind of deal, there's usually a breakout character. So Wolverine was the dude for the X-Men. I guess maybe you could say Iron Man or Captain America or, you know, the Avengers deal. You know, whatever, right? So Fast and Furious, everybody kind of knows Dom or whatever, right? So there's usually a breakout character. Family. So Snake Eyes is usually the breakout character. G.I. Joe, that's the one that everybody's like, oh, he's the coolest one, whatever. So they're trying to start a new G.I. Joe movie franchise, and they're using Snake Eyes to kind of introduce the rest of that world. So we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll, the first two that came out uh, earlier in the uh, in the aughts were they were they were trash. But, they were. Uh, we'll see. They were. They're really bad. Especially Channing Tatum. I'm not a big fan of the first one. Was all right, but like when they immediately killed him off and then gave it to the Rock and fucking the Wayne brother, I was just kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, at least we could have built off of Channing Tatum. Again, not a big fan of his, but we could have built something there, and hopefully it just kind of, like, you know, works you over and, you know, kind of grows on you. But then just to, like, dismiss him in the first two minutes of the next film and give it over to The Rock, which, yeah, The Rock is The Rock, but it's like, man, I like, fuck, man. Like, okay, cool, The Rock, big muscles. Like, what else is new? Yeah, there were so many things wrong with, with those movies. I, I don't want to talk about them, so... Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what that's like, and then uh, I don't know. May do a double feature today. Try to see old as well. I'm not the biggest uh, Sham Hammer fan, but this one looks okay. We'll see. I might do that if uh, I don't do it today. Then I'll get to it. This M-, week. M Night Shyamalan is a fucking treasure of our time. <laughs> okay, and all every movie he makes is great, just because you, you know, don't know what the fuck is going to happen. You don't know I what's going to happen. I mean, I like some of his movies, but he got kind of stupid for a while. For me. We'll see. I mean, the premise for this looks pretty cool, so we'll, we'll see. I don't know. All right. Well, you know, we'll see. I just don't know if it'll happen today, though. Uh, check them out. Get back to us. Let us know, and we'll, we'll report live here on Movies with BZ Podcast. Hi, <laughs> right, bro. Yeah. You good? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you uh, like kind of the big thing coming up next. You know, outside the world of movies. You know, we're in the Olympics, you know, NBA offseason, a lot of shit's gonna be going down. Hey, let's I'm give just, a let's give a shout out to the Bucks for whooping my son's ass. They went hard. Yeah. They went hard. Got tip the hat. 
Yay. I got nothing else. Got our ass beat. All right, bro, we out. Let's uh let, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah. We can do a sports show. We got a, uh, you know, movement, you know, conference realignment and uh college football, you know, the NFL's kicking off. I mean, there's a lot of shit to talk about. I don't even be watching sports like that, man. Sports are fucking lame because my team be losing all the time. I ain't gotta fuck that. There's rumors that the Arizona schools are leaving the Pac ten and the Pac twelve. So I mean it's all kind of shit going on. They're going to be like four conferences. Give it 10 years, there'll be four conferences. There'll be the East, the South, the Midwest, and the West. That That's all there will be. It's stupid. I don't know. Insane. Yeah, think about it. Sports are jumping right now. Got the Olympics. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a gold medal count. We'll see. Anyway, James, uh, thanks for stopping by, bro. It's getting late. And uh, let's go wrap this, man. And, uh, you know, get on to some other things for the day. All right. I just want to say, Zajin, what up on y'all? Okay, John Cena, chill. All right, later, bro. <laughs> ciao, ciao. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit anchor.fm backslash podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.